Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. Look at you sliding through there. Come on. You be in the gym. Oh, he said with ease. He didn't move nothing. I know. I saw y'all find. Uh, I saw y'all finally did a uh, leg day. We do leg day every Friday. What you mean finally? I I hadn't seen leg day, <laughs> so I only see arms. <laughs> we do. Leg I finally day. saw some deadlifts we do it every Friday. We do deadlift. <laughs> I mean, we do uh, legs. Tuesday is back. That's when we do deadlift. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dead four or five. Four or five deadlift? Four oh five. Four zero five. Oh zero five. You're a strong man. It's my first time doing that. Really? Yeah. What was your um PR before? Three fifteen. Oh, okay. I couldn't even do more than that. Cause I, for me, I hurt my back while, while I was in the army. Mm-hmm. And um And so whenever I felt a little pain, I just let the weight go. Because mm. I ain't want because if my back get hurt, I can my whole body can't move. It's oh, painful. that's not good. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And so they say my L four L five is narrowing, it's getting tighter, and so it'd be pinching the nerve. And so I just uh, if I go pull, if I feel any pain, I just let it go. Uh. But then it's like try this four or five because I've been we've been doing it. And uh, I got it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, he's a strong man. <laughs> strong man. <laughs> yep. If you are not following uh, our pastor, what is your? Uh, how can they find you on the socials? Uh, they can find me at Marcus Allen um, on Facebook. Uh, Rev Doctor Marcus Allen, I think. On Instagram, I don't, I don't even know. know. My head. Me neither. I, I have to look at mine all the time. I have to look it up, but <laughs> <laughs> somewhere <laughs> you'll find him. You'll find him. He's he is there. He is. Uh, I don't even know TikTok tag. I think they gave me one. Oh, and you didn't change it? No. Oh well, find but, him. Find him to see all of his wonderful progress. Yeah. All of the the strides and goals that he has hit. It's very inspiring, Pastor. Thank That's you for sharing your journey, because not everybody shares shares the journey. Right. Um, it's just you no, know, just uh, everybody. People appreciate it, and people mm-hmm. like, man, you making me go in the gym. I'm like, and I'll be like, what? I'll just be trying to put some content out. Yeah. You no, know, since I'm an influencer, I heard content creator. You know what I'm saying? Let's try to put some stuff out and trying to get my followers up. Yeah. So make sure y'all go follow me on Facebook. Um, and then like, share, subscribe this podcast too, um, uh, yeah. so we can get this one popping too. <laughs> <laughs> and the way you know, a good way to do that, continue to share the story. You know, it starts you know uh, with telling your own, and then also seeing how other people do it. Uh, and then we get into standing on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. Welcome everyone to MTZ Overflow Podcast. I am your host Cassandra Thorpe with. 
the man who listed already all of his social media handles, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen. Pleasure having you here with us today. Thank you for having me. I, yeah. I never thought I'd be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, you know, it's a very it's a very long list of people that I asked to come, so a couple other people canceled. That's how you got on here. Um, <laughs> happy Black History Month. Yeah, let's go Black Power. Woo! And so, as we are a predominantly black church or African American, how do we describe ourselves? Mm, it depends. That's what when I was writing the sermon, I was like, so "Be African American, black. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, mm. I can be black or African American." But not everybody's African American that's black, right? So, and people that are black are those who from uh, some might be Afro. Latino, mm-hmm. is that how they say it? It could uh, be. From the Caribbean islands. Caribbean, uh, Haitian, yeah. Jamaican, or from the country of Africa. Mm-hmm. So they can be considered as black, but also Afro-American. Yeah. yeah. So um, so Pastor took us um, on a wonderful deep dive of black history. And I really like that we take time to talk about, ooh, that was fun, uh, black history within our church i think we we are we are a predominantly black church Mm um we we have black people everywhere but taking that time to really talk about what our history is because i don't know if everybody knows our history because it didn't start with slavery right Uh, one thing that i've been doing on my instagram is i have been sharing black history facts every day every day and you want to know what today's was about? What was it? I'm going to tell you because it was it was actually pretty good. I enjoyed it very much. So today's was about uh, there is an inventor. Their name is Dr. James E. West. He uh, invented the foil electric microphone. Wow. That has shaped the experiences, and it's over. It's in like ninety percent of all the microphones that we use. Wow! So thank you, Dr. James E. West, for your invention, because that allows us to be able to uh, put this podcast together that's and to speak amazing. on Sunday. Yes, pretty cool. Yes, every day yeah. I put them out. That's good. <laughs> that is good. Because yeah, we we've invented a lot, we've done a lot, and so we need to continue to to tell that story. And and you do a great job with that for us on sunday so i'm not gonna dive into it because y'all gotta go back and y'all gotta listen and read um well you can't read what i but the notes i have read your bible amen Amen. (laughs) uh but let's get into some of these questions so his large question for us was why is it important to know whose shoulders you are standing on Uh, and then your first point is because their faith strengthens our faith is this like a like do as I do type thing. Uh, what like like how how did we get to that point? Yeah, uh, just a brief brief of the introduction. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's all right. Thank you. Um, Carter G. Woodson is the Dr. Carter G. Woodson. He was the one intentional about making sure that all of America acknowledged the history of African Americans, mm-hmm. and I think that is important um, because. In our school systems, even today, they're trying to get rid of black history. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and they act as if, <clears throat> speaking of the history of African Americans in this nation, uh, it causes trauma or pain to people who wasn't a part of it. 
uh, like, mm. yeah, so if it's a little Johnny and Clarence, little Johnny wasn't the slave owner, so why do he have to hear about it? It's because we need to know this history mm-hmm. uh, for ourselves and know where we have come from. Uh, and I and um, I like I'm, I appreciate you know I did the history I mean the research on um, Dr. Carla G. Wilson because it once was only a week, and then it became a whole month, um, and yet and still no people really don't acknowledge it for its essence. But I think we as a people of the African descent need to be able to honor and look back at that history and what you're doing on Instagram. I think that's very important to see. Uh, the inventions, the intuitiveness, the creativeness that African Americans have had in this country with limited resources, mm-hmm. with limited funding or no funding, uh, with with uh, discrimination, with prejudice, with uh, racism, we still have been able to thrive in this nation and do great work to help this nation become who it is today. Mm-hmm. I think in the sermon we say, you know, there will be no America without free labor from mm-hmm. African descent slaves. You know what I mean? And so America, black history is America's history. Mm-hmm. And, and for some reason, uh, people still want to attempt to um, take out of the books, take out of um, the teaching in the classroom uh, about uh, black history. And I don't know, when you grew up, um, the only thing we really learned was Martin Luther King, I Have a Dream speech, and Rosa Parks. We learned, uh, I remember this distinctly in my history class my junior year, my teacher said the civil rights movement was one of the biggest important things in our American history. Mm-hmm. And it was a page and a half. Mm. And it started with slavery. Right. And then it moved. Slavery was this time. Emancipation Proclamation was this time. Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks. Yep. I think they talked a little bit. Malcolm X. Yeah, Malcolm X. And yep. then civil, the civil bus boycott, civil rights movement, and, and the act. And then America went on. Yep. Voting Rights Act, and then America went on. So we don't hear about redlining. Mm-mm. We don't hear about Tulsa. Uh, we don't hear about, you know, the movie um, Hidden Figures. Nope. Uh, with the women who helped put the man on the moon. We don't hear nothing about those types of things. I would suggest to anyone who's watching this, if you ever have the opportunity or the chance to go to Washington, D.C., that you go visit the African American Heritage Museum yes. in Washington, D.C. It yes. starts in Africa from the basement and it goes all the way up to 2008 uh, with President Obama becoming the president. It is a place that'll have you in tears and then it'll have you in jubilation. Mm. Uh, you, you go from anger to happiness, <laughs> right? Because Yay, it, an emotional it, roller coaster. It's an emotional roller coaster that shows you um, the history of black folks uh, in this nation. So, when, why, should, why is it important to know? Uh, the shoulders in which we're standing on. One, because their faith strengthens our faith. One, I say, oh, I start with the biblical standpoint. Uh, the biblical standpoint of this text is looking at um, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 is labeled as the Hall of Fame of Faith. And when the Hall of Fame of Faith, um, the writer first gives the definition of faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is jumping off the porch and not knowing if it is a foundation to catch you when you when you land. 
That's what faith is, mm. is believing what you're unable to see. <clears throat> and so uh, the writer gives the definition of faith. Then he also said in verse six, he says, uh, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Uh, so if you don't, if you can't believe that there is a God, right, you won't ever trust that God exists. So you won't never believe in something that you have not seen, felt, mm. or smelled. Mm-hmm. And so it is impossible to please God without faith. And then the writer, he goes on to begin to give various accounts of what faith looks like in action. <clears throat> he talks about how God formed the world uh, by his words, and that took faith. By faith, Abel offered a sacrifice. By faith, Enoch walked with God. By faith, Noah built the ark before he had ever seen rain before. And the writer suggests that these witnesses who have already run run the race, mm-hmm. uh, this great cloud of witnesses who had already run the race, uh, they did it because of faith. And so when we get to the 12th chapter, he says, let us run this race because of this great cloud of witnesses, which are the shoulders of which mm-hmm. we are standing on. And, and the writer is suggesting um, these people have already gone through what you're going through. Uh, and, and, he, and he lets us know um, that when we step on the track of life, we have a crowd uh, uh, of witnesses. And the witness is someone who has information or knowledge of something um, and they can bring to light or confirm something based off what they've seen, heard, felt. Um, and so we all have this. We have this great cloud of witnesses. Uh, we have these great giants uh, of people um, that have gone before us who have done things um, at a great level and a higher level. And if we look at the African-American community, um, we have more now than what our ancestors had. Yes. And it seems as if they've done more. They did more with what they had than what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, you know what I'm saying? Um, and we look at it and, and it's such, you know, it, it's, it's heartbreaking because uh, when they were so secluded and no one wants to live in isolation, no one wants to say, yo, I can't go across this street. I can't go across the track. If I go that way, then I may die, not because of anything that I have done, but only because of the color of my skin. Yeah. So no one really wants that segregation. You know, some people want the segregation, but we all want the integration where we can live and work together, especially as Christians and believers. We want to have that community that we're not judged, as Martin Luther King would say, by the color of our skin, but by the content of our character. But however, that's not the case. And so uh, when integration took place, I believe, and I had a hard time recognizing this, I believe that our innovation, um, our, a lot of our pride in who we are and what we do as black people, we missed a lot of that or we left mm. it behind. Uh, because we were attempting to integrate and we were attempting to go along and be be together with uh, with everybody. And so our black businesses suffered mm-hmm. because when we once had black owned hotels and only black people use it. But now black people can go to the white hotels. Now they leave the black owned hotels to support yeah. white institutions. And so that that is where we are. And I think that's a, that's a difficult place for uh, us and I really, really, really would uh, ha- help us to understand 
this history, right? These shoulders in which we're standing on people who have gone before us and done the work at a greater level than what we, we are doing now. We need to know that history so that we can be able to say, let's build on top of it and not just um, be satisfied with where we are. And that's yeah. something I'm, I, I guess I've been preaching, trying to preach, that we should always want better. We should always want better. You hear what I'm saying? I'm hearing should, you. <laughs> should, I'm listening. <laughs> we should always want better uh, That that's in, in front of Even if things are going great, even thing, it feels as if things are going well, we should be trying to achieve better because we're standing on the shoulders of giants, John Lewis or Ruby Bridges or Madam C.J. Walker. We're standing on their shoulders. Likewise, we're standing on, as Christians, we're standing on the shoulders of Paul and Peter and John and the disciples. We're standing on their shoulders because they laid the foundation of our faith. But then we look at us as uh, African-Americans or black people in this nation. We're standing on the shoulders of Megger Evans. We're standing on the shoulders of Martin Luther King. We're standing on the shoulders of... Um, uh, all these great leaders who did great work so that we can have the freedoms and the liberties in which we have today. Yeah. Dang, I think feel like I talked a whole lot. Always. <laughs> <laughs> cap, but it is cap, <laughs> that is cap, not are you serious? Major cap. Are you let's go. Next question. Mm. Mm. So your next point is talking about um because their pride should make us proud. Mm. Uh, where I struggle with the word pride is it lives in both a positive and a negative space. Right. Right. It, pride's one of the seven deadly sins. Mm -hmm. Yes. But yet I should be prideful at the same time about the things that I've done. Like what, what is that balance? What's, what's that sweet spot? Right. Yeah. What's the sweet we, spot? We, we can boast not in who we are, what we have done, but we boast in who God is and what he's done in our lives. And I think, um, this level right here, you know, we look at humility as something that is an awesome trait for a Christian. And for many of us, uh, we, we, we fail to even boast of the goodness of God because we don't want to look at being prideful, right? Uh, and so we struggle as a church and in our nonprofit even now because we are not out boasting how we're helping the community. Mm. Whereas other 501Cs and other uh, corporations, they're sending out reports, they emailing, this is what we did, this is how many families we helped, here's a, here's a family, we've recorded them, how we helped them, how we changed their lives. As far as us, we look at that as being boastful or prideful. Yeah. And so we don't operate in that lane, but now since we brought on a 501C and we're going to need funding to be able to uh, service the programs in which we're doing, we I feel as if we're a little far behind and now we got to try to catch up because we have to express not this is what we did for the betterment of of ourselves to lift ourselves but it is one of our core values to lift our community mm -hmm. and and so you live in that space uh of, of taking pride in what you do mm -hmm. you have to take pride in what because if you're not prideful about what you do or what you have and that's why you look at sometimes some of the um, um, like kids in their rooms they're not they don't take pride in that room if it's just nasty all the time hmm. if stuff is just thrown all around they don't appreciate it as they should because 
if you appreciate something, you take care of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That means you're prideful. You you're proud of what you have. And so when you're proud of proud of something that you have, you don't mind. Uh, like I think I said Sunday. Uh, be proud of what you have and don't allow people to diminish it when they say, I see you got your little job or mm. got your little car or you got your little promotion. Whenever people put little in front of it, it's like to uh, uh, like, like downplay, downplay yeah. and not, not, not amplify it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and so um, you have to be able to be proud of what you have and who you are. You got to be proud to be black, right? And you got to be proud to be able to go after things and do things that 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 would make your ancestors proud because they they had a level of pride within themselves because they were willing to stand and march. Them dudes had on three piece suits in mm-hmm. Alabama. Is that what what does that mean? It's hot. Oh oh. And they out there marching. Got yeah. kids. We have kids. They had kids marching. Um, it takes a level of pride to to be. <clears throat> to be able to sit at a um, at a lunch counter and be called the N-word and be talked about and be spit on. It takes a level of pride to sit there and not respond and really practice what Martin Luther King, that nonviolence movement. And so looking at their lives, looking at what they were able to contribute, uh, looking at the pride in which they had, it should make us proud, and we should also be uh, have a sense of pride in who we are and take care of what God has given us. And if you and, and like I said in the sermon, oh yeah, it, it it falls negative and positive emotions in which that we have, uh, but we have to be able to be proud of who we are, what we have, and take care of it as if we are proud of it. And, mm-hmm. and no one can give that to us. Right. That is something that must be. Um, come from a lot of ourselves. Yeah, it definitely it, it does, and it takes a space of endurance to do that, right? Like, um, w- faith without works is dead. You have to be active in it, but also run the race with endurance. How do we? How do you build like spiritual or f- endurance, or even just mental endurance? Like, how do you build that? Physically, it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, repetit like. You, you add in more weight, right? Like you, you can lift more, you practice, um, with different exercises that are doing similar motions. So then when the heavier weight comes on, it's, it's a little bit easier, you know, like to approach versus such like a large number. So it's like, how, how do we build endurance against systemic racism? Cause right. that's what they were doing. That's right. what, that's what they were fighting against. That's what they were fighting against. And it's still, we got to fight against that today. Uh, but when it comes to life, when it comes to our faith, uh, we build that level of endurance by one. Um, I think I talked about it earlier um, in the previous podcast, spiritual um, disciplines. Yes. Spiritual disciplines. Uh, being fo- <laughs> being folks. Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I remember it in Bible study. I think I brought it up here before. You bring up a lot of stuff here, so maybe. You're funny. <laughs> 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 but, but but spiritual disciplines is being being committed to constantly doing something over and over again, even though there may not be an immediate result from doing it. Yes. Right. And so if I continue to pray, if I continue to study my Bible, if I continue to uh, fast, I continue to give of my service, my time, uh, my funds, 
and if I continue to do work that God has called me to do, it builds up that endurance in this race that we're running. And so it allows you to keep going, even though sometimes uh, you want to quit. Mm. You get tired. That's why Paul says, hey, don't grow weary in well-doing. And initially you look at them like, yo, you can get tired from doing the right thing. Yeah, you can get I believe tired. that. Yeah, you can get weary from doing what is right. And sometimes, you know, helping people or being there for folks can weigh on you. It can burden mm-hmm. you down because you take on what they have. But if you have been committed to these spiritual disciplines, uh, and then you can be, uh, you have that endurance to keep going and keep running and keep stay in the race. When it comes to all this systemic racism, uh, as African Americans, we have to see the system. We have to see, we have to know it. Right? Mm. We got to have knowledge of it, and then we got to figure out how to navigate through it uh, and be able to ensure that we're doing the right things for us in our community. And then also doing it collectively as a group of people and not trying to be isolated and doing it by ourselves. And it's always better to run with a group, I think, mm. because it, one, uh, if you fall back a little bit, somebody can come back and get you and motivate you to mm. push a little forward. And so I, when, it, when those types of things, I think it takes um, endurance comes from, from trouble, right? Um, if, if you run... And when you run, then you get a cramp in your side, right? Have you ever had one of those cramps? Yes. Pretty hurt. Mm-hmm. Hurt pretty bad. And, and, but if you stop at the sense of pain, like I was talking about deadlifting, when you stop when you feel a little pain, you'll never overcome that moment when that cramp comes. Mm-hmm. So when, when that cramp comes and you continue to run until it passes or whatever or it stops cramping, that is how you build that level of endurance. But if you quit at the when you feel a little bit of pain, you'll never build any type of endurance. You'll always get to that point of pain and then you'll quit. And so that's where you gotta be intentional of saying sometimes you just gotta go past the pain. Go past the pain. Yeah. Keep on running. Keep on running with endurance. Making some notes. Okay. Yeah, I think it it is. Yeah, cause it 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 can be so painful doing the right thing. You just get exhausted. You beat down. Like you're tired. Like I had a situation where, um, yeah, I was doing the right thing. I'm I'm bought in. I'm doing the thing. But then I got like there was a hiccup. There was a bump, and I'm getting looked at crazy. And I'm like, I'm I'm here. Like I'm I'm with you. Why 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 am I getting that that attitude that tension like i'm i'm trying to be here but if you're gonna look at me like everybody else I, it could be very discouraging to be like well i'm about to act up like everybody else no don't act up like everybody else you can't grow weak. that's what paul said don't grow weak. paul is in jail <laughs> <laughs> he's getting plenty of rest okay don't grow weary with it. that's legit that is legit because yo you, you can get very frustrated uh upset uh, disappointed, um, feel let down, feel alone, isolated uh, when when you're doing this work, when you're trying to help others, and it can be it can be a, a sad place. Um, but Paul said, "Don't grow weary and well done," because then he says, "You shall reap what you have sown if you faint not." Right. So I reap what I sow if I don't faint. If you don't give up, 
Oh, that's what that means. I'm yeah. like, I mean, if I don't pass it. <laughs> yeah. If you don't, yeah. If, don't, if you don't quit. To train is to be exhausted. And if you, if you don't give up, um, then you'll, you'll get what you put back in. It may not be in that moment. It may not be um, immediately, but you'll see the results from, from what you've done. Yeah. So using the example, right, because there's people who have been exhausted. You, you named them earlier. Mm-hmm. And you name them, you name more in the sermon because uh, their example should make us better. Now, we've been talking about race. We're talking about and the race of endurance, the activity of race. Um, and we got to keep going to the finish line. Right. And our example is Jesus. Ultimately. Jesus knew his finish line. I do not. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. And we talked about running the race on our last podcast, and then you said you can see the finish line. Now you, now you don't know where it's at. It's a new week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It moved it. It got moved. It keeps it keeps moving. It's just, <laughs> we don't know. Our finish line, uh, looking at life, is uh, our our death or the coming of Christ. We don't know. So that's why we have to run with endurance, which means run with perseverance, run when you're tired. Uh, to mean just just keep going, right? Just keep going, and that's what you know. Jesus is the example for us of how he ran his race, right? We see his life. We at least we see his birth until he's about twelve years old, and then we, there's an absence, right, until he could return thirty, and he's get baptized in the Jordan River. Then he dies, where some say close to 33 or you know, after three years of ministry, he dies. We don't know exactly if it was 33 years. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so he dies, um, but his life in that small time period is the example that he sets for us of how we run this race. And so um, this, the writer says, for he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Uh, and referring to a race, the author is the one who gets you, allows you to start. Um, the finisher is the one who rewards you in the end. So he is the one that allows us to run the race, but he's also the one that gives us the reward at the end of the race. And so we must be able to trust in him and believe in him ah, to help us. Oh, a screw or something? Something got me. Mm. Ooh, was it Jesus? It's probably the devil oh. trying to get you. Ouch, it probably hurt because I could imagine it's not smooth underneath here. Are you bleeding? Yeah, a little bit. But it's all good. Don't get blood on my table, please. <clears throat> Go ahead. Do you want to take care of it? What was I talking about? <laughs> you, you were talking about uh, running the race and. Uh, author and finisher off, of our uh, faith. Yeah, author and finisher of our faith. And as you were talking, I remember I did talk about the race uh, in our last podcast. Uh, about how Jesus is the person at the end and they wrap you up and all of the race and stuff and you didn't use it in the sermon. That was great. That was gold. And you didn't use it. I sure didn't. No. I should have. That was, I was, it was, I was, that was that bow. But they, when was that? That was, we did that. That wasn't this week though. The podcast. It was. Oh yeah, we did a Wednesday, so it was after. Yeah. Oh, all right. I'll get. I'll let you off the hook this time. (laughs) (laughs) 
But Jesus is our Jesus is our example, and like you said, uh, he came knowing the outcome at the outset of the race. Um, that he'll be wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace will be upon him. And by his stripes we shall be healed. He came at the, when he was born, he knew his purpose of birth was dying. And all of us, we know, um, all. (laughs) You always make a noise over (laughs) here. All all of us, uh, we know, uh, you know, we um, death is inevitable, mm-hmm. um, and so we have to live life uh, to the fullest, to the best of our ability. Um, he endured the cross, um, despising the shame. You know, that's what the, that's what the scripture says. Um, we got to. That's who we're looking to. We're looking to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set for before him endured the cross, despised the shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so when we're looking at sitting on the shoulders of giants, we look at the work that they've done, how much they went through to be able to accomplish and complete that work, and then looking at what happened after their work was completed. Mm-hmm. And so for many of us, uh, we have to continue to move forward. Uh, it, uh, we got to continue the work that our ancestors have started or continue to work that our fathers or mothers have started, the work of helping others, the work of being there. But Jesus, his mission was to be the example for us as Christians, to live our lives um, totally dependent upon the Father and focus on doing um, the work of salvation um, that we may be able to see him and all that we do and then honor him with all that we have. And so we run this race of life and we committed to it without giving up. And there's a reward for our running. There truly is a reward for our running. Those are all of the questions that I have for you. Um, do you have any lasting pastoral points for the people? Yeah, so as we are in Black History Month, um, let us be intentional about learning uh, about the history, not just if we're black, but white people or Hispanic people. Also learn about the great attributes of black people in this nation uh, to allow us to be where we are today. Uh, I was talking to someone even today of how we are not too far uh, removed from segregation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're about 60, almost 65 years mm-hmm. uh, removed from the um, Civil Rights Act of 1968, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we're not too far removed from that. And so we're still uh, coming across uh, places in this country that say, oh, that's the first black something. And and we've been in this country uh, for hundreds of years. And so um, we're, we're thankful um, for all that God has done for us and how he continues to allow us to thrive, even sometimes under the worst conditions. Um, but we've been able to make things work and be able to do things um, to be great in America and not just being dumb, deprived, and dangerous, but also being intelligent, innovative, creative, businessmen and women and doing great things to um, change this world yeah thank you pastor thank you thank you everyone for listening be sure to check back excuse me for our next uh, podcast check out our website mtzlife.com for new content thank you to the invention by dr james e west so that we're able to use these microphones and Mm -hmm. continue to spread the gospel so until next time say marvelous fabulous and blessed Peace. peace god bless